This is The Shift with Lynn and Zoe. Saddle up you bitches. Hi besties. Hello everybody. We are back once again. Once again. We really need to get back into a regular schedule. Regular schedule. No, it's, it's, I don't even think that there's going to be an episode next week because next week is fashion week and unless we decide to record on a different day. It's just we, busy. We have been, and we'll ask you what you think about it, but recording on weekends just does not work yeah. for us. Yeah. Logistically. It does Personally. Yeah. Um, we're always hungover or busy. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll figure that out. How we'll are you? We'll probably announce, yeah, a different release date. But no, I'm good. I was just saying I came back from a shoot and then a fitting and now I'm here and I have dinner and you have things on. Like, <laughs> it's just on. bang, bang, it's bang, bang, very, bang. very, busy. But I'm good. The weather has been, fa- like, this week has really been picturesque. Oh my God, it has it's been, been amazing. Like, it literally feels like... I am in heaven because the weather every day has been beautiful. And you have been at the beach. Every day. I have been at my desk for 12 hours. (laughs) Like fully taking advantage of the day. I went, I was reading a William Wordsworth poem on Wednesday at the beach. Like that's how happy I was. Oh, grow up. Like quite literally. (laughs) I want to hear it. I turned to Taylor who I went to the beach with and I was like, should I read a William Wordsworth poem? And she was like, yeah, right, go on. And it was just something Did that, she like, roll her eyes? No, well? she was she enchanted. <laughs> she was enchanted because it just fit the scene so, like, beautifully. The, the water was sparkling. The water was, like, a nice 22 degrees. I don't mean to rub it in, but it was a really beautiful <laughs> day. I am very sorry. So I've been oh. very good. My serotonin is very, very high because of the weather. I literally, for the past three hours, have been like, I should go for a walk. I should mm. go for a walk. And instead, I just ordered lunch and, like, lay morose on the couch <laughs> watching Desperate Housewives. No, I'm glad you're watching Desperate Housewives, though, it'll really kick up the serotonin. I really... Okay, but I lost interest. I'm only, like... Already? At the beginning of the second season. But the first season, I was so invested for, like, ten episodes. And then it just went on too long. And also, the woman who plays Susan, or just Susan in general, is, like, literally so irritating. I do not care about her storyline. But then also, I was reading about the show. Mm. And apparently, the woman who plays Susan, the other three women fucking hated yeah. her yeah they hated her because everyone looked she was a general public favorite and everyone thought she was so funny and quirky blah, blah, blah her character so she got paid the most and i remember once they had a vanity fair shoot and they put her front and center but mm. apparently on the set there was the biggest fight like in the world because they were like why the fuck is she getting special treatment but I think Desperate Housewives, because it's got 20,000 million episodes. I know. And 20 million seasons. It's like, you have to take it slow or you're going to get sick of it immediately. No, I know. And that's what I've been... I've been watching it for two weeks. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you it's it like, literally, I've watched like 30 episodes in yeah. two weeks. But Brie Van Camp, Chef's Kiss. Amazing. That's a woman right there. When her husband died, I was so relieved. Thank God. But how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. It, it was my birthday. It was. It was your birthday last week. It was. Um, it was lovely until yeah. I got egged. You said, I'm still very perplexed. You I, texted me when I was at Taylor and I was like, so we got eggs. Well, because you notice how I left for ages. With haste. Because I was outside on the street and then someone drove past. Do you remember those guys that picked a fight? With us. With Pat? Yeah. Outside the yeah. the club. Yeah. Those men were Those back. Those men were back. They're apparently notorious for just driving up yeah. and down Oxford Street hate and causing a scene. And like being aggressive and rude. So they egged me 
And so, so then sad. it literally just ruined my night. After that, yeah, I was like, good luck to everybody. No, that's fair. Because you left and I was like, oh, maybe you're coming back. But then I was just like, it's 10. <laughs> I said, everyone, clear out. But no, no, that's very, very sad. Good luck to those men. They're going to be... They'll get theirs, essentially. Well, we've got we've got the number plates. We've yeah. got... We've got it all sorted. I've done yeah. some... I've done some... Some research. Some research. Yeah. There will be comeuppance. Retributive justice. Retribution is the word I was thinking of. Not <laughs> comeuppance. <all being> comeuppance. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, should anyway, we get into the topics? Yeah. So everyone is sick of hearing about the M word. I think let's literally cap it to three minutes. Should we like set a timer? Yeah. Yeah, let's set a let's timer. Let's set a timer. For um, the M word, G word gala that was the other day because I'm so sick of hearing about it. And we still set it for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't have time. Right. Go. go. Okay. So I have the shits because okay. everybody who is saying like, oh, give me all this Bridgerton bullshit yeah. for the Met Gala missed the point completely. Yeah. The theme was still America, an anthology of fashion. Yeah. The dress code for the year was Gilded Glamour. Yeah. Anna Wintour specified the event was white tie. Yeah. The point of the event was to dress like you were from New York's Gilded Age. Yeah. Where skyscrapers were being built. It was after the war. The war. Um, people were getting money. People were getting money. And the point was to dress as rich and expensive as possible. you can. Yeah. It wasn't... Like big puffery. Like fully Bridgerton. I feel like everybody just thinks that anything from the 1800s earlier is like all the same shit. Yeah. Anyway, that's what bothered me. So everybody needs to grow up. It wasn't Bridgerton fancy dress. And because people weren't in Bridgerton fancy dress doesn't mean they were dressed badly. See, this is what I was going to say, just as you were saying, because we're talking about another podcast, which we love called The Vanity Project. And they said something very poignant. They said, um, Lauren Charles, they said, essentially a lot of these publications have been just ranting and raving their opinions about what like people were wearing just in terms of if it was good or bad, but not actually talking about the actual fashion in itself. Mm. Like, you can say something looks bad, but if you don't know what the fuck the person's wearing, then shut the fuck up. You sound stupid. Literally. Um, but anyway, best dressed? Kim, everybody angry about it. Shut up. Grow up. What's that thing? It's a piece it's of fabric. It's a piece of fabric, literally. <laughs> Marilyn is Kim. Kim is Marilyn. Grow up. Marilyn's also dead. Literally. What's she going to do? What is she going to do? Did she ask you to speak for her literally. beyond the grave? People being like, oh my God, you just make everything so tacky. Do you know how much pull it takes to be able to go and get a dress that Marilyn Monroe wore to JFK's, was it birthday or something? Yeah, it was yeah. his birthday. Yeah. Shut up. Blake Lively. <laughs> Um, in Versace, yeah. she got the memo. She dressed as Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Fabulous. Perfect. Um, Billie Eilish in Gucci. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, love it. Cardi B in Versace. It was interesting. It was fine. Yeah. I loved what Tom Ford was wearing because he was like the only man on the carpet who yeah. took white tie and wore yeah. tails, hat, yeah. everything, everything else. My favorite thing was that he gave this quote, um... And then he said on the red carpet, the only thing about the Met that I wish hadn't happened is that it's turned into a costume party. That used to be very chic people wearing beautiful clothes going to an exhibition but about the 18th century, but you didn't have to look like the 18th century. You didn't have to dress like a hamburger. Katy Perry tees. You didn't have to arrive in a van where you were standing up because you couldn't sit down because you wore a chandelier. Katy Perry tees. And Katy Perry looked heinous this yeah, year. Yeah. Who else did we hate? Gigi Hadid, yep. Amy Schumer, Ariana Shake, and then everyone who was wearing her wedding dress, Sydney Sweeney, Miranda Kerr, Emma Stone, literally anyone wearing a wedding dress. Oh my God. Did we make it? 
And just like that. And just like that. Um, let's move on. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. So there is a movie which I watched. We talk about movies and shows that we love and stuff, which is very cute. So the other week I took myself on a little date. I went to watch a movie just at event cinemas, which everyone has been ranting and raving about regardless. But I was like, if you haven't seen it, you have to go and watch it. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. You have to watch it. I have no idea what it's about. Neither did I. I didn't watch the trailer. I just heard from so many people that I was just like, I have to go and watch this movie. So regala. Um, it's essentially a very strange kind of like sci-fi multiverse, but also dra- like a family drama. Like You've already lost me. <laughs> no, see, I'm not a sci-fi fan and people always try to make me watch sci- like my housemate loves sci-fi and so does Harley, her boyfriend. But I was just like, I refuse. So I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer because I would have never gone to watch the movies. <laughs> but it's so sweet. Literally the entire cinema, from the bros to the lads, to the chickadees, to <laughs> the people in between, they were in tears. Like, it is oh. just the most wholesome family movie. And it's one of those, like, rare films that actually make you, like consider and evaluate your position currently in everything you're doing so it makes you don't, think which I don't, I don't like you know I hate to think exactly I, hate to I think. was sitting in the cinema being like what the fuck like I need to <laughs> reset everything that I'm doing and I don't know how they did it but I was like I was literally bawling my eyes out like but you love to cry I love to cry <laughs> the movies, but I cried more in this than I did in Spencer and that's saying something because in Spencer I was a wreck oh my god so I you have to watch it sob if someone like lightly shoulder barges <laughs> me in a shopping center like I can't go watch a movie but it's also and- so funny like it's not it's not sad it's not like a sad cry it's a really like elated like i'm feeling good about myself so this is really sweet it's a sweet cry so you have to watch it so what in your life are you going to reassess i was just thinking about a lot of things i was just like okay i don't hate everything about my life first and (laughs) foremost because it was a really bad week as well which i think why i was in tears it was really bad week the weather was awful everything just felt like it wasn't working and then i was like okay it's not that bad i have to calm down like (laughs) the week is almost over which is why i kind of went into this week with a really like i have to be happy (laughs) mindset and it's worked like i'm smiling from ear to ear so I think everyone needs to watch it if you're feeling a little low and you need a good pick-me-up and a good laugh because it's so stupid. Well, it sounds perfect for me. Literally. Perfect It sounds for perfect me. for you. And the other reason why I bring it up is I just know it's going to be a huge contender for all the awards next year. You think? It's got like a 9 out of 10 on IMDb and it's like 100% Rotten Tomatoes or something last Oh my God. Well. well, while you watched that movie, I watched the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life it? the other night. I watched, it's called Perfect Stranger. It's got Zoe Saldana and that chick gets murdered and then all of this stuff happens. I, and she joins like some PR agency. It's got Bruce Willis. Anyway, I was watching it and I was like, this is truly the most. And as we always say, no, I, we got maybe like 40 minutes in and I was like, I physically cannot sit through this. Yeah. So we fast forwarded to the end yeah. and then it turns out, spoiler, but not a spoiler. It came out in 2007. Oh, okay. Don't be mad. But it turns out that like, like the main character was the killer and she was just framing some guy and then she like kills everyone around her. And like, that was the end. You lost me at Bruce. Did you say Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis. <laughs> the man from Die Hard? Yeah. That's what a fabulous film. If we want to talk about beautiful films, Die Hard. fabulous movie. Well, you lost me at Bruce Willis. That's um, all I'll say. 
Anyway. <laughs> but moving on from our movie recommendations, I genuinely think you need to watch Everything Everywhere and not Perfect Strangers. That's the concluding That's, yes. memento. <laughs> um, so, mm. our least favourite people on TV. They're dipping. They're exiting TV. They're, they're literally leaving. And if you don't know this, did you want to tell the girls? Yes. So, both James Corden... <coughs> oh, my God. This is the cough that will not quit. Yeah. James Corden and Ellen... Are both over. They're leaving. I'm so fucking happy. They're going. I'm so surprised that Ellen survived the Dakota Fanning scandal. That's not no. the truth, Ellen. That, like... that, all, that ruined like, her? No, completely. And then there was the... And it's because, what, she was at the Super Bowl with George Bush? Was she? Someone revolting. Yeah. Yeah, someone undesirable. Um, but no, she, and then all of the stuff about her workplace culture, yeah, which we will remind out. you all of in a second. Yeah. But James Corden, first and foremost, literally one of the least funny men on television, in my personal opinion. Anna Wintour being like, that's my favorite comedian. And I was like, I know exactly the type of person you are. <laughs> well, he's announced he's leaving The Late Show and he's hosted it for eight and a half years. Yeah. Um, and he's like... Yeah, his contract is still going to go until next year, but he's finally decided Shame. to wrap it up. One of my notes on this. <laughs> he's gross. Wants to be a writer. LMAO. <laughs> well, he gross. spoke to Deadline that when he ends his time at The Late Show, he's interested in writing. So he said, there's still some other things that I feel I want to do. I'd like to try and write. There's some stories I'd like to tell. I'd like to see if I'm capable of it. The fact that it's terrifying is the reason to do it. Shut up. That man is not even literate. No, he's <laughs> not literate. He just does a stupid... Oh, which I still think is fake. He does that stupid English accent and he gets people... I think people, he is English. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. Um, he gets people... Like, carpool karaoke used to be cool. It used to be interesting to watch. Especially when Adele did it. I think that really was like, okay... This is kind of interesting. And then it just got really weird. Well, I, the whole, if the whole premise of your show is to make people, like, eat gross things yeah. and make them uncomfortable to, yeah. like, get a giggle out of people yeah. and also you were in Cats. Yeah. <laughs> just go. It's like, a that is a spiral. very big reason why I think this man is a goose. Yeah. You were in Cats. I so was So was Julie Dench. So Judy, Judy, Judy Dench and T-Swizzy. But we won't bit. talk we about that. We don't talk about that. Um, we somehow always circulate the conversation back to Cats, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Have you seen it yet? No. Neither have I. And but I still... I love the song Memories. Deep down, I really want to watch I it. I think let's get really drunk and watch Cats. I, I haven't, have I haven't, I haven't edible in the, in the cupboard. I watch cats and have an edible. I think I'd actually have a seizure and foam at the mouth because I'm start hallucinating <laughs> because the movie is just so shocking. I've told the story, right? About how I pissed yeah, my pants. Yeah, you pissed your pants. Yeah. Cats. I would love to insert the audio, but I don't know which episode, which episode it was. <laughs> But no, I'm glad that he's finally getting off the TV. And I think people are starting to realize, like you were saying, making fun of someone like Ellen used to do, she'd bring on like Sofia Vergara and make fun of her accent and like- But some of the most viral resurfaced clips that have been going around have accused Ellen of being racially insensitive for making fun of Sofia Vergara's accent on multiple occasions. This person wrote, Ellen is so racist, alongside a compilation of clips that they thought were problematic. So I've been doing a Spanish word of the day. Oh, really? Yeah, so I thought I would teach you an English word so that, uh... Okay, okay. I, I 
English very okay, much. I, I know. I mean, literally, you've been on this show for 10 years, and your accent has gotten worse. How is that possible? <laughs> your English has gotten better, I, I have to say. Your English? I'm understanding you. <laughs> make fun of non-English speakers and just, like, point... Yeah, make someone, them the butt of the joke. Someone would be like, I've got a death phobia of yeah. clowns. And then, and then bring, out a, bring clown. out a clown. Like, that's not funny anymore. Like, people are starting to realise making people uncomfortable or, like, making... Like, we're not trying to be, like, fucking social justice, freakazoid, HRH collection, <laughs> back of the class warriors. We're also not trying to be, like, talk show HR full yeah, stop. Yeah, literally. Like- <laughs> but it's just, like, that's not cute anymore people don't want to be do you remember i can't remember which celebrity what it was but she made them announce their preg was it mariah she uh, bullied them into announcing their pregnancy by trying to give them champagne, champagne and they had to yeah. be like i can't drink and then they ended up having a miscarriage and then the other thing is that people are saying that uh that you're pregnant there, there's rumors don't discuss that um all right well you don't have to answer. no that's okay no, no honestly you don't Futures. Who knows what they hold? Who knows? All right, go ahead. Okay, cheers. Yeah, cheers. It's too early for me. Yeah. I only drink it after 3 p.m. Yeah. Mm. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. No, you I didn't say I remember it now. Mm. And people, when Dakota, is it Dakota Fanning? Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, when she exposed Ellen, um, those like there was a Twitter thread with things like fucked up things that she had done. Yeah, so um, Ellen's just announced. She announced literally a year ago that she was ending her show. Thank God. Um, it's still going. Don't know. Even why. though it's been a year, but apparently the final episode is coming out at the end of this month, and she announced that it was ending shortly after there was all of the allegations of cruelty towards her staff and how she fostered like a toxic work environment. Yeah. So the tweet you were mentioning, um, someone in 2020 asked, like on Twitter, what's your worst experience with Ellen? Yeah. Um, One person said that while working for her, she was told to never look her in the eyes. Yeah. Um, Another person said that every day she picks someone different to really hate. And then one person said that she tried to get them fired for wearing chip nail polish while serving her food. Of course she did. Um, of course she did. And then uh, there's also former black employees were describing how um, Ellen would make like racist microaggressions yeah. towards them and people actually ended up leaving yeah, um, because, of, because of that. Yeah. But the thing I find so funny is when she announced she was... Um, when, like, all of this stuff happened, the network was like, oh, no, we're making changes, we're making it better. Um, and then when she announced the show was ending, they said that um, 
the show, like Ellen would be giving bonuses to staff with the amounts varying on how long they've worked for the show. Yeah. So it's like, if you've worked up to four years, you get two weeks pay, you get three weeks worth of pay if you've been there four to eight um, years. Yeah. And then capping it at six weeks of pay for the longest serving employees. Yeah. That's a redundancy. That's you're being, you're, yeah, you're being made redundant. So it's not a bonus. It's not a bonus. <laughs> and they're being like, we've done this amazing, amazing thing. Amazing thing for you. I just feel like America in general, like we always say on the pod, is an entire circus. So obviously I know that they would not have any like fair work rights that are going to protect people like this. But Ellen, you're very stupid. And I never liked her ever. I never liked her. I remember like she would always come on Channel 9 at like midday mm. when you'd stay home from school. And I'd change the channel with haste. <laughs> with the haste. Something about her really irked me. And I remember when Modern Family was huge. And mm. she'd always have Sofia Vergara on. And she'd always make fun of her accent. And always be like, we can't really understand you. Or like, what are you trying to say? Or oh blah, my blah. God. And I'd be like, okay, everyone's laughing at this. But this is not really funny it's at all. It's not funny. And you could tell that she was visibly uncomfortable. But Sofia Vergara would go on that show 20 million times. I don't know. It was a contractual <laughs> thing. Maybe she did it to herself, but no, I'm glad that Ellen is finally getting off our screens. Thank God. End of this month. Thank and God. We can breathe a sigh of relief. It's kind of like with with Oprah. I remember when Oprah wrapped up her show, but then now she's like got twenty different twenty different and things her own again. network. <laughs> I think that's what Ellen's going to do. And O Magazine. O Magazine, the O Network, mm. these special interviews that she's doing. We still can't wait to see the Britney one. When that one comes out. I absolutely will. Yeah. I can't wait to read Britney's tell-all. Yeah. Just as a side note. With a little side piece. Um, who do you think should be given a talk show? Like, who would you like to see get their own talk show? I think show? NeNe Leakes needs to get her own talk show. Well, Wendy's back as well. Wendy's back at the end mm. of this month. Um, it's no longer cancelled and whatever. But I think Poor Wendy. Wendy. Poor Wendy. Wendy. You know she doesn't want to do that shit. No, you know she wants she to wants do that to. shit. She wants to. She wants to. I'm saying, um, calm down. Yeah. Take a break. And she's like, no, I'm going. Breathe some fresh air, touch some grass, and yeah. then come back. I think Nini and maybe I'd love to see another housewife. I'd love to see Brandy. Brandy Glanville. Oh, my God. With the talk show. Brandy is unhinged. She has a podcast. Does she? She has a podcast. Is it any good? No, it's not oh. very good. So you want to see her on a talk on show On a talk instead. show. <laughs> yeah, I want to see her make, like, a fool of herself with visuals. Mm. Yeah. Do you know who I can see them replacing, like, James Corden with? Who? Someone really fucking irritating, like Jer- like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, my God, don't. Do you know what Jer- I mean? Jennifer Lawrence hosted Ellen when Ellen was sick for a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Undesirable. Beyond undesirable. Oh, my God. So that's a nightmare in its own right. Do you remember when Chris Jenner had a talk show and it flopped? What? Yeah. No. Chris Jenner had her own talk show. That makes for sense. For, like, three seconds. And she's the only so... guests she had on were, like, her daughters, daughters. and, like, their friends. And then uh, oh it flopped. Oh, my God. Yeah. She terrifies me. A.K.A. that woman. That woman. A.K.A. the devil. <laughs> the fact that she has her own church is so absurd to She me. has her own church. They have a church. That's how they ta- write, um, tax... The- Okay, they do something with taxes, but there's a church in um, Calabasas, which Chris Jenner owns, and they use it to, like, tax evade. Isn't, like, what's the religion? Doesn't, like... Google it. The church own churches? Who actually owns a church? Well, you can make your own church, but... Should we start a religion? A a religion? Yeah, it's called the California Community Church. Um, Yeah, and it's Chris Jenner's. 
They've had it since 2012. Not many people know that. Oh my God. It's got a $1,000 a month membership. Yeah. And they use it as like a tax write-off thing. Oh, she is clever. She's a devil woman. I'll tell you that much for nothing. Shall we start a church? Absolutely. Charge a $1,000 a month membership. membership? And it'll just be us. (laughs) With no tithes and offerings because we're both taking them in and putting them out. End up Uh. as like the brokest church in the world. (laughs) Who do you pray to? Are we praying mm-hmm. today? No. Oh, no. no. Sorry. Where's the wine? <laughs> I'll come for that. <laughs> We've got communion again. <laughs> again. I'm like, have you said your daily prayer? No. 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 Who are we worshipping? I don't know. Who Mind yours. <laughs> Who sent you? <laughs> oh, anyway, moving on. So Amanda Bynes is back in the news. We were literally just a couple of weeks ago saying how happy we were for her. Yeah. Finally getting her... Um, not emancipation. God, um, I'm brain dead today. Well, pretty much, but her conservatorship. conservatorship. Was, she was released from her conservatorship. But in a series of Instagram stories that she uploaded, I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. Um, she essentially currently lives with her boyfriend and she essentially fiance. is just like, oh, fiance, that's mm. right. Because she did engage. Um, she said he stopped taking his medications and he was looking at like mom and son porn. Um, she was saying he vandalized his mom's home. Um, and I quote, he broke all of her pictures and put salmon under her bed, as in the fish. <laughs> and it's not funny, but yeah, the salmon is very camp. Um, and that she continued to say his behavior is alarming and she's afraid of what he's going to do. And she closed out her videos by adding that she forgot to mention that she found Paul's stash of crack cocaine, which he'd been using for the last six months. And that he needs serious help and that she kicked him out of his house. So... That was all on Instagram stories, yeah. which was insane. Yeah. Uh, but for some background, the two met in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Um, decided to get... Everyone was really worried about it. Do you remember she got the heart tattoo when they started dating? Yeah. And, like, everyone thought it was moving really fast, but then they got engaged and everyone was happy for her. Yeah. And I don't really know what's going on, but then... This guy went to his own Instagram account after and said, like, he didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. He said, you're got to stop talking your shit. You guys don't fucking know anything. Um, And it is, I think a conservatorship was ended. Yeah. Like, it's been ended. It's over. And then literally only, like, two weeks ago, um, she said to people that, um, I've been working really hard to improve my health so that I can live and work independently. I'm going to prioritize my well-being. Um, she said she's coming out with a fragrance line, which cute. is exciting. Yeah. Um, but then also literally only a few days before she posted these stories, her lawyer yeah. post-conservatorship said to the press that um, Amanda Bynes was doing really well and looking forward to moving in um to her property with her fiance they're actively searching for furniture and she's excited about all of it yeah so i don't know <clears throat> yeah what's what's going on what's going on it kind of reminds me not to make light of this situation but it vaguely reminds me of that sex in the city episode where carrie started dating that guy who was in aa and then he got really addicted to her oh, like yeah. sex wise and just turned insane and, and she- was just like you like I I am obsessed with you. And he like ran naked. Yeah, down the down street. The street. <laughs> so obscene. But no, this is really sad. Like if this is happening to Amanda, because obviously she's 
from what I've seen, been doing so much better. It's also sad if this is like, I don't know, she's not in a conservatorship anymore. She has access to all of her money. money. Like, what does yeah. this guy want with, like, yeah. her money? I don't know. I'm literally just speculating. But from what, yeah, there's very little that's been discussed about this, apart from what we've just said, which came straight from the cow's mouth, Amanda mm. and Paul. The cow's mouth. Well, isn't that the phrase? The horse's mouth. The- <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> straight from the horse's mouth. I'm so sorry, Amanda Bynes. I did not mean to call you a cow. Um, but yes, no, this is very upsetting because I was watching like She's the Man and mm. Sydney White the other week. And I was like, she used like even my favorite movie ever, Easy A. Like she was incredible in that. An man. amazing comedic actress. Yeah. Yeah. She could have honestly been the next like Emma Stone. I could so see her doing drama. And Truly. like getting an Academy Award or Truly. something. But oh my god, speaking of child better. stars, and I know we were talking about Hilary Duff, but I tried to watch her How I Met Your Mother spin-off with Kim Cattrall. Oh, which we that's will out. discuss later. Yeah. Don't bother. Don't bother. No one's been talking about it. So no, it's like you know that canned audience laughter where you don't yeah. have a live audience, but yeah. they just keep putting the, the same, laughter track yeah. over every single tiny joke. Yeah. It's not going to make me laugh no. if the joke's not funny. I'm also so over sitcoms with laugh tracks. I feel like like Modern Family was perfect because, you know, mm. it was it was funny mm. and it didn't need a laugh track because we were actually laughing. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is very gross. I'm sorry to that show. Good luck to Hillary Duff. I was going to say Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck anyway, to her too. <laughs> quite literally. Um, All right. It's that weird time in fashion where there's, like, haphazard shows happening, like, cruise shows and resort yeah. collections like and whatnot. Chanel was just... Did their thing in Monaco. Monaco. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, and a couple of other designers are showing. But a big one which happened last week, which mm-hmm. we both were ranting and raving about, was Tom Brown. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brown has been designing for a very long time. Um, making very incredible work, very incredible suiting and tailoring. But this show was impeccable. I feel like only now he's starting to get his recognition. Yeah. Like, the amount of people that they dressed for the M-word yeah. specifically yeah. is insane. insane. Even last year, I'm pretty sure he dressed a lot of people. Mm. And I keep forgetting, I think he's married to Hamish from Vogue. Hamish oh my god, Bowles. Hamish, Hamish Bowles. Is it Hamish Bowles? I think so. I, I think was about to married. say Parker Bowles, and then I was like, <laughs> I literally <laughs> Hamish Parker Bowles. <laughs> Fuck Camilla. She's still gonna catch these hands. I still stand by that. I really want to start doing. I think we should place bets on the date the Queen's gonna die. Don't Make because if note. she dies while I'm in Europe, I will scream because you know they're gonna shut down everything, everything. in the UK. Like. And you know what? If she dies, I'm getting on the first express train out. <laughs> I said, ta-da, doll. You're going to jump on the Eurostar, Eurostar. head straight to France, Literally. where they despise the where English. Where they despise English. <laughs> and I'll toast you to can her celebrate. <laughs> yeah, but the Tom Brown show was impeccable. There was a lot of, like, it was a perfect blend between actual ready-to-wear and then kind of, like, weird, the, yeah. fashion-y... Um, it kind of reminded me of like Jacques Mousse in 2016 when he used to mm. do those weird, like, what's the term? Like, just like not, nothing you like, n- not ready to wear, but it's ready to wear. Like, just, gr- I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. My brain's fried. I've been up since like 7am, but you know what I mean? Like very, very wearable, wearable, 
she but, but then also still threw in enough of the avant-garde stuff yeah, to make that's it that's what i was looking for oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah very avant-garde but still wearable yeah which we love which we love um i loved that one giant like spherical bowl essentially <laughs> that's the best way to describe it and it was it looked so perfectly tailored as well. Mm. Like all the fabrics looked, there was not a thread out of place. Because I love when be. people go on Vogue Review or like um, Vogue Runway and they zoom, zoom in, in and they're like, there's not a thread out of place. Or oh like my God, Minecraft like, suit as well. When people were going on the Chanel website and like mm. zooming in on the handbags and the yeah. stitching was out of place. It was like ziggity zaggity, just not right. But no, we love Tom Brown. Another Tom we love. Yeah. Tom Ford. Tom Fordy. Um, he, I did not expect him to sound like that. His voice. So Tom Ford did a Vogue Life in Looks. Yeah. Um, which specifically was specifically for the Met, and he did like a combination of his own yeah looks and other things that he'd done, like lots yeah. of his Gucci work and everything yeah. else. But his voice. Oh my god, we'll have to insert like a little bit of audio. But his voice is like butter. It is so smooth, and I love the way he just speaks, and he just sounds so eloquent. Mm. And he was describing his designs and everything like his work essentially just so eloquently and so effortlessly mm. you could tell that he really put his whole pussy into everything um the other thing i didn't know is i feel like he kind of invented androgyny in terms of that he, they were talking about gwyneth paltrow's gucci suit, gucci suit yeah. and he said that was one of the first collections that i experimented with androgyny now I, I shouldn't say androgyny because that's the wrong word but i dressed the men in the exact same looks that i dressed the women in and they passed each other on the runway i showed a red velvet suit which became somewhat iconic yeah which i thought was amazing but oh my god he was born in 1964. he doesn't look that old he's like the same age as my dad yeah same actually same as my dad he does not look that old it's the money it is the money it's the money you don't have to age if you're rich if you're rich no quite literally but um because i saw the title it was like him talking about his met looks and i was like oh well that's a bit boring because mm. we know he's done so much but you know what's so funny he's like 2018 show where he showed those hideous monstrous like croc leather skirts and like croc leather jackets mm. it was just disgusting and i was like going from like his work at gucci going from his work at other um at other brands to that just a hot mess a hot mess but no i really did enjoy his life and looks um one of my favorite tidbits was when he was talking about there's so much drama on the covers of it these vanity is. fair hollywood issues yeah but he was on the cover of the vanity fair Hollywood issue um, in 2004 yeah. and he was with Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson yeah. and they were both nude on the cover with him yeah. and he said that there was meant to be a third model on the day of the shoot but she got there and then said nah, nah yeah, I'm not doing it I'm not posing nude and yeah. he said he wouldn't say who it was but like I was thinking about who was big in like 2004 yeah. and it's like Angelina Jolie Absolutely. was huge. Yeah. Jessica Alba. Huge. I at first thought Anne Hathaway, and then I was like, she'd literally She's only just kid. done Princess Diaries, and yeah. also she would do nude. She would do nude. Do you reckon? Yeah. Wait, she was a little nude in Brokeback. I'm pretty sure she, sh she like, showed a tit or something. She did show a tit in Brokeback. I'm pretty sure. And she's a theatre kid. She's dedicated to the craft, so I think she would. But my favourite bit of him just saying him 
his kids and Beyonce's kids go to the same school. Yeah. And they run into each other the whole way. Like, like he just like he off. just threw that in. He was talking about his No, he was born in nineteen sixty one. Oh, because yeah. he had that 61 jersey yeah. that they both were like Beyonce and Jay-Z decided they liked so much they yeah. wanted to wear. Yeah. And then he was like, but she can do whatever. Like, I, I just, I just yeah, love he her. was like, our kids go to the same, same school. school. <laughs> we run into each other at the whole, I said, what school is this? What school is it? Imagine the other kids that go to that school. That would be insane. Do you reckon there are schools where like, it's celebrity, it's specific. celebrity specific. Yeah. They or would like absolutely, industry specific. They would absolutely have schools which cater specifically to that type of market. Cause you're not just going to send your kids to a regular private school. Oh my God. Unless Speaking you hate of them. Beyonce's kids. I saw this tweet today and it was like a picture of Beyonce holding her son, sir. Yeah. Carter. And the caption was Beyonce with her only son, sir Carter. And I was like, what about like, is, is it? No, Rumi no. as well. Rumi and Sir, but Rumi's not a son. I don't know. But it was on. just it was just so funny. They were like her only son. And I was like I said, calm down, babe. We- <laughs> What's going on? But I also love that Beyonce walked for his show mm. as well, which I had no idea about. I had about. no idea about either. You know she paid for that shit to be shut down quickly. <laughs> <laughs> she said, delete this. Um <coughs> but no, I also didn't really real I mean I obviously knew Tom Ford's impact was immaculate and he was great, but I also didn't realise how interconnected he was with um just pop culture in general. Pop culture in general. I when he was referencing his films. Yeah. What's um oh my god, I was gonna say Perfect Stranger again. No, not that no, shit. Get that shit movie. out of your mind. The way my brain has just completely switched off after yeah. this week. Yeah. Um oh my god, what's it called? A single man. Oh, yeah. A single man with Colin Firth and that woman. Yeah. What's her name? Oh, my God. Julianne Moore. Yeah. 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 Fucking love that movie. I also did not know that that was his movie. Did you not know? No. Oh, my God. He makes movies and they're literally... I knew he made movies, but not that one. Oh, my God. He made it. It's incredible. I will add it to my list of things I might watch, but probably Probably won't. Probably won't. Um... (laughs) But no, this is a really good life and looks. And I love that he was talking about the breastplate that he made for like Zend- mm. I lo- His pronunciation of everyone's names, though. He said Zandaya. And he pronounced Beyonce's name so... Fu- like, I've never heard anyone <laughs> say Beyonce's name like that. I think it was like... Beyonce. Beyonce. No, I think he said Beyonce. And I said, who? <laughs> anyway. But he knows her. He probably is correct to you, right? Maybe he goes... Hey, Beyonce. And she goes, mm, call me Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> please. Tom, please. We're friends. We're call friends, me Beyonce. Call me Beyonce. <sighs> yeah, anyway. Um, let's move on. So the lawsuit with the yeah. Jenners. And Miss Black China that has had us slapping our knees. Yeah. Um, so the ju- there was a jury in this trial, which I didn't realise. <laughs> like, I don't understand why it oh, needs one. But the anyway, the jury all unanimously decided to give the Kardashians the win in Black China's $100 million, million lawsuit. <laughs> um, the jury... The jury found that none of the Kardashians had defamed Black China, nor did they interfere with her contract by convincing the E! Network to cancel her show, Rob and China. Um, when it was announced, all of the Kardashians were at the MG, no. but China was in court for the verdict and all of the court reporters said, 
she had no visible reaction. <laughs> she can't have been surprised. Okay, have you seen... I'll find it, but have you seen... Uh, I probably haven't seen it, but there's a video of Black China last week being interviewed by a paparazzi. And mm. the paparazzi baits her into making them think that they're on her side. And then they essentially tell her, you're not going to win this case. And then her assistant walks in the car because she knew that she was being baited. Then she hit her assistant. <gasps> and then her assistant was like, what did I do? And then she was like, don't do that. Oh it's my god! So, it's so funny. And then she rolls up the window and drives away because <laughs> she was embarrassed. <laughs> it's oh so good. But god. I'll insert the audio when I find the clip. Um. So yeah, they also said that... Um, the jury decided that even though the Kardashians often acted in bad faith, mm. um, they weren't, um, like, there was no justification that they told them that the, yeah. they should cut the show. And then executives from the E! Network testified that Robin China ended because the relationship ended, not because of like China trying to kill Rob or anything, <laughs> or anything else. else in the middle or threatening to kill Kylie Jenner. Like <laughs> we said last week, she's not, she's not going to win this. The, like, what no are you going to do? A hundred million dollars? Grow up. Baby, grow up. But I also know that the Kardashians had super lawyers working on this. Speaking of super lawyers, mm. even though Amber Heard does not have some, her... Have you seen the videos of her taking to the stand? Yeah, someone accused her of doing coke the other day and I said, she's literally crying. You need to get a full-time job. I honestly do not... Okay, it's funny, like, her lawyer being a bumbling dickhead, like, trying to, like, cross-examine Johnny. But Amber Heard testifying, like, with all of this domestic violence, sexual assault Mm. stuff, people are cutting together clips and making fun of her for it and that just does not sit right with me i also don't understand why like i think i was listening to one of the podcasts last week and they were talking about why is this being live streamed obviously i know in australia or new south Wales specifically we live stream court cases if it's of public interest Mm. but that's normally if it's like a government matter not like a private fucking personal relationship literally so why is this being globe like publicized it shouldn't be publicly yet i don't agree with it yeah i don't know america's once again just a very weird weird place to be um, um, but yeah, so good luck to Black China. I don't know how the fuck she's going to play these legal fees. I know. She also said she's going to appeal. <laughs> yeah, and she's, she's also said- selling her cars. She sold like three of her cars. The paparazzi guy said that in her videos last week. She's which selling is- her cars. Yeah, and he- she was like, she was like, no, I just, I had to return them to the dealership. And they were like, you have no money. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like- the way she, she strikes me as a kind of person that would have been so convinced she was going to win. She started spending that $100 million oh, already. straight away. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. So Kim Cattrall did a interview the other day. What was it for? With Variety. Variety. For, I think she has a, oh no. So the interview was saying that when the pandemic hit and she wasn't working, she, you lose your health insurance if you haven't worked for more than two years in the, not the actors guild, but whatever they're all part of, like Mm. that union that all of the actors are in. And she was saying that it's absolutely obscene. Like she's not. Uh, like yeah. she's not a like she's still a celebrity and she's still working yeah. she just hasn't worked because of the pandemic so she lost her health insurance and she was money no i know but she was saying she was really worried about her situation okay. um anyway so she was it's in the lead up to her speaking at some yeah. summit about the Yesterday. rights for actors yeah which do you know what i love that for her but also yeah. you have 
who have money. Um, but essentially the interviewer was asking her questions about, and just like that, um, the Sex and the City, like, continuation. We've discussed this multiple times. But essentially she was just like, the script for And Just Like That, which we know was the script for the third Sex and the City movie. And there was all these things about um, her getting dick pics from Brady. That's what her storyline was going to be. Yeah, essentially, which I completely agree with her. Like, that's so lazy. It's lazy writing. Mm. And Kim Control as well. I think she feels hurt the most because she wants to be taken as a serious actress. But they only ever typecast her in these, like foxy older woman mm. who's really overly sexual type roles i think that's her character as one how i met your mother no yeah she's like um she plays the old hillary duff oh okay that um is like telling her son how she met their father. oh okay right yeah fair enough she said she they shot it in two days yeah the whole 10 episodes she was like i literally just went and sat with a glass of wine and delivered my lines in yeah. two days yeah and she was like it's right. great i get to do it if they renew it i get to do that every 10 months that's fabulous just fly out and do two days work and then bugger off and, and then get your check literally but um yeah yeah she said part of the reason why she she was already leaning towards saying no um, she didn't like her treatment in yeah. the second movie. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if any, like, please, if you haven't seen the second Sex in the City movie, yeah. you have to watch it purely to just to laugh, laugh at it, not at, with it. No, because <laughs> it is the most it's terrible. racist, obscene yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, she was saying, like, um, you know, Samantha was a female single business owner yeah you know they were shooting the movie post you know financial crisis why couldn't have something to do with samantha having to lose her business business, sell her firm to some young tech dude like and start again yeah like she was just saying that like lazy writing yeah yeah and the character of samantha was not going anywhere Yeah, I also really agree with that point. She was just like, she felt like this character was not going anywhere. And she was like, when Sex and the City wrapped up is in the series, she was like, okay, good. This is a good concluding point. Mm. Then the first movie, it was like, okay, you were tying up loose ends. And the second movie, it was getting a little question mark. (laughs) And then the third movie, it was just a disaster. So she was just like, it's really important to learn to say no, which is what she was speaking about yesterday as well at that summit thing, which Candice Candice Bushnell was there. Mm. I think... Um, the, not MP, M, not MPK. Somebody else. One of the other show. One of the writers, was yeah. There. One of the other writers. So it was like a little reunion that Pat they Field. had. Yeah, I think Pat, Pat Field was there as yeah. well. They're making a documentary about her, Patricia Field. She must be so fascinating. I yeah. want to know what goes through her head when she puts together the looks for Emily in Paris. I saw Laverne Cox go through her like studio. Because Laverne Cox and Patfield were besties in the late 90s and stuff. And apparently she used to dress a lot of queens and whatnot, which is so fine and so, so accurate because that's the vibe she gives me. Mm. But no, we love Kim Cattrall and I love that she's just doing her own thing as well. I love that she literally just said like, no means no. Yeah. (laughs) No means no. And the interviewer asked her, they were like, you know, how do you feel about them texting Samantha on the show and blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, I haven't watched it. I don't give a shit. I she literally care. doesn't care. I yeah. love that the interviewer did ask, though. Yeah. Because this is the sad thing. And just like that has been out for so long, but any interview that Kim Cattrall does, they're still going to be like, they're still yeah. going to want to talk about talk sex about in the this. city and, and just like that. Yeah. But I really did like that this interviewer said, 
am I allowed to ask you about it? Yeah. And, and she, she was said, like, go on. Sure. Yeah. Because she it. hasn't given... She hasn't really said anything. No, nah, she hasn't yeah. really given any interviews. Yeah. But... But anyway, um, on to the last topic. Yes, just some quick, lovely fashion news. Yeah. So, um, Virgil Abloh, creative director of Off-White, passed yeah. away. There was lots of speculation about who was going to be the next creative director. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a couple of days ago, they announced that Ib Kamara is going to be the new art and image director of Off-White. Yeah. But love. what they're doing is not having a, a single creative, creative director. director they're having a team of people that virgil trusted and apparently this was all organized before before he passed away yeah so they all had some idea yeah um, that's good though because i guess then in that way his vision still lives on i mean it is his brand after all mm. and he just gets to no one's gonna come in like imagine if edges the moment to off-white and just started doing like skinny skinny suits, suits. and <laughs> fucking black ties um, but I love Ib Kamara. He's my favorite stylist ever, ever. Like, everything he's ever done touches, like, is literally turns to gold. He did the Dazed cover with Rihanna mm. a couple of um, months ago. He did a lot of work for British Vogue. Like, he's just phenomenal. He's an incredible stylist. And I truly, truly look up to him. So this is fabulous. Oh, my God. Have you seen the Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, the music, music video? video? I have not. But I, the Marry Me with the Grills. I thought that was cute. Yeah. To be fair, if my boyfriend put in grills that said marry me, I'd be like, spit those out. I'd scream. (laughs) No. Um, But no, this is fabulous news. And I thought he was in jail. I was like, what's going on? Oh, he got bailed um, ASAP. I was like, when does he have the time to film these? Well, when is Rihanna going to give birth? <laughs> Excuse me. She, she truly has been knocked up yeah, for, for a hundred years. years. Yeah. That baby is going to come out a grown man. Yeah, it's cooked and ready to go. <laughs> Literally, it's going to come out and go straight to university. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> oh. um, but no, I have to go. I have a dinner to get to in oh my God. minutes. Honestly, me too. <laughs> Um, but this has been a fabulous, quick little moment. Yes, lovely. We will hopefully see you next week. Next week. Try and squeeze some time. But no, love you. See you. Bye. Bye.